Welcome to Tales of Glory, a podcast where we talk about all things supernatural, signs and wonders and miracles, and the glory of our Lord God, Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Reverend Michael Norton. I'd like to welcome my two listeners and a dog. As you can see behind me, probably if you're watching the video, I'm babysitting another puppy. So. In this episode, we'll be discussing hauntings, especially Christians experiencing hauntings. We're inundated with information on paranormal shows and how to handle hauntings, how to do this, how to do this. Let's go sage our house. So let's get a psychic in here to deal with this. Or let's, let's do these weird methods like the Estes methods where we use our third eye and go in and do stuff and see the ghost. No, 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 no. did a previous episode on why these paranormal investigators, according to the book of Deuteronomy Leviticus, are the abomination in ways to what God wants us to do. So, I don't think there's a whole lot of material out there on Christians who are experiencing hauntings. I went through one myself as a child and went through something I'm calling a generational haunting, where it wasn't just the house, it was reaching out to all family members and doing things to them. It, I finally found victory. I'm 57 years old. I finally found victory and crushed this thing a little less than six months ago. Culminated in one of the properties that was um, roofed at a haunting. Became my property, inherited it, able to do an exorcism of the house and bring everything to a halt. A lot of things over several years prior to that ramped up into a culmination or final battle that ended this. So most Christians are going, oh Mike, did it take you close to 57 years to deal with this battle? Something called generational haunting, something that invades the family members and brought in by a family member, and I believe it was a family member prior to my mother and father. It just got into the family line. And yeah, it was a generational curse. And a lot of um, theories out there right now as well, you're Except Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, then why do you still have generational curses? This is true. They're broken. And we accept Jesus and our salvation. We are giving authority to his powers and become battles. And no weapon formed against you will prosper. And this is true. When you're involved in something like a generational haunting, telling how long this will last. It's just you gotta stay in it and just it's like a castle siege. You gotta wipe out wave after wave. Obliterated. But I want to back up a bit. Because that's my experience. I went through all this. I experienced a lot of supernatural. Experienced things coming into my house that didn't belong there. Drive-bys because because I was a Christian, because I was walking in my faith, I didn't like it. affected other family members. Um, it affected people. People saw the shadows. My spiritual warfare, a lot happened. I slept at night in the spirit realm. And it's something I didn't invoke. It's how Jesus invoked it because there was a lot of witchcraft involved. It's haunting. Jesus just let me rapture into that under his, his grace, because I never asked for this, because this stuff would freak me. It's, um, witchcraft spirits. Yeah, I just want to paint a picture for you. I kind of have a grasp on what's going on with hauntings and really dark hauntings with manifestations and objects moving and how to destroy objects that are tainted, do exorcisms on the house, how to drive out these spirits. But I want to back up a little bit. This was a very complicated scenario. Currently, work with people in generational hauntings right now, where the church goes, "You, you know, wrong. Why isn't these, these spirits just gone? It must be something you're doing. Maybe you're not releasing forgiveness. No, that's not true. It's these people just don't understand the depth and the power of these things. Yet we as Christians have power, especially for spiritual warfare. 
Back up the train a little bit. What do you do if you're experiencing a haunting? What happens? What do you do if you're experiencing a demonic attack and you're a Christian? You do have authority over it. I've had several experiences I want to share with you during this time, both of these. I guess I know from paranormal shows, I watch them to laugh at them. They have their exorcists that do these things, and they're not exorcists. A lot of them, either all of them are new age, and put it that way. Some, most all of them are not operating in the power of Jesus Christ. I haven't seen one yet that operates. I know that Bill Bean, Reverend Bill Bean shows up a lot. It's probably the only authority of Jesus. The rest of these guys they have on exorcists are if they have a Catholic collar, they're dissing the Catholics. I'm dissing with these people. So, in the haunting, spirits are manifesting at your house. What do you do? Do you have authority over it? Every time we see these paranormal shows, we see these broken Christians with a whimpering. Zach Bagans, they call his Ghostbusters. What's the current shows right now? The Ghosts of Devil's Perch and all this stuff. They have these town people. Sheriff's calling these people and paranormal team to help us. No, they should be calling the pastor. The pastor should know what to do. If not, the pastor should be reaching out to ministry teams that know how to handle this. Never ever reach out to the team because it is an abomination to God. Period. If you don't understand what I'm saying, go look it up. And I'm gonna go put in my show footnotes the episode I did where there was actually a, a false Catholic priest. Yeah, I'm not bashing Catholics, I'm bashing this was a false Catholic priest saying it was okay to ghost hunt and why and demonically butchered scripture, and I commented on this as he read it in his video. I'll put that in my show notes, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, look at that, because that was packed with information. Now, in a haunting, what do you do? Your house is haunted. You have the authority to drive it out. How do I know this? Because we know from the Gospels, Luke chapter 10, verse 17 through 20. I'm going to read that right now. It's called The Return of the Seventy Disciples. Luke 10, verse 17. Seventy-two returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. I was right there. Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Subject to us means we have authority over. Verse 18. And he, Jesus, said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Why did Jesus see that? Because prior to this time, this authority was not released to mankind. It was in the heavenly realms only. And so when God released this power to the 70 disciples, it's not the 12 disciples, he already gave the 12 disciples the authority to go to the Great Commission and speak to the Hebrews first. Now he's releasing it to these 70 disciples. When they exercised their power, shook the dark heavenly realms, and that's what God said. Jesus said, I just saw Satan um, fall like lightning because Satan literally got shook by seeing this, this power released and authority over the demonic realm. Let's go to verse 19. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Okay, what's that saying? Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions. What are these? These are terrestrial things. Demonic spirits are terrestrial. So he's given us authority to engage them. We have to engage them, not blindly. So we have to engage them with our spiritual authority. And we'll talk about what that means in hauntings. 
doesn't mean walking through a house with sage or something's attacking you. Oh my God, we're going to do a sage thing. Sage me, sage me. That just stinkies up your house. That is not biblical. Show you how to deal with biblical. When I go into hauntings. I don't take any of my sage. I don't take any, you know, my little toys, my REM pods. I don't take any of that. Okay, I'm just a Bible and some anointing oil. That's it. End of story. So let's look at verse 20. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. What does this mean? Why, why is that coupled together? Because a lot of deliverance ministers and people doing spiritual warfare get lost up and create their identity in Christ as being warfare ministers. This is not what Jesus wants. This is a kingdom headship label on us. Remember, you go to Revelation 9, look at it, and it says these, these um, demons being released from the pit, these satanic angels being released from the pit, not demons, are allowed to torment all the men who don't have the sign of the Holy Spirit on them. And who are the people who have the sign of the Holy Spirit on them? They are the people whose names are written in heaven. This happened because they know Jesus. There's a relationship developing in Jesus. And if you don't understand what I'm talking about, go back to episode, leave on 47 now, this ep- big episode 47, go back to episode 46, so I talk about prayer. Talk about spiritual warfare prayer and how you need to develop yourself to Christ. But if you're not there yet, and you're just a new Christian, it's okay. You have authority, and we're going to talk through some of this. What to do. I'm going to go back to uh, one of the interesting shows I remember seeing on Ghost Adventures, where there was a haunting house that was affecting children, and it was a Christian family that crosses everywhere. It showed them doing their spiritual warfare. It was pathetic. I hate to say this this way, but I have to use this as an example because it was wrong. The mother held the children in the bed, and they were whimpering, and they were whimpering, Jesus loves this, I know, or the Bible tells me so. You know, we all know that song from, you know, from Sunday school. That's not what it's meant for. You don't sit there and whimper it like there's no power to it. You could actually use that for warfare. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Get out. You know, if you have to go that route, go ahead. It's all your authority and prayer posture. You could actually use that song to do it. But these people didn't. They called in Zach Beggins, and they received no help whatsoever. Get what I'm saying? Cut out the middleman, cut out the stupidity, and go straight to the source, Jesus Christ. And you should have pastors helping you, or these pastors can be on the internet and find us. Right? There are people out there. I'm connected with a network of people all over the place that do this, that do this ministry. And we're real ones. We're not, you know, there's two different levels to this. And I call this the Navy SEALs level. Navy SEALs level can come and assist you and help you and train you like senseis how you can eradicate your house of these problems. Doing deliverance on family members while attacks are going on. Many prayer ministries can't, especially ones that go to big conferences and the ones that have you know lots of books out there and stuff. They're they're good for basic deliverance, but when we get to this level, you need to contact the Navy SEAL level ministries, and they're out there. That's what we're talking about here. And if you're in this environment and you can't navigate out of it, checking on my puppy behind me. You guys can see him here on the video. We got a baby puppy back there. Let's get We're back here babysitting the puppy out here still asleep. I have to do this while she's asleep. Anyhow, back to this. So if you're in one of these haunting environments like I lived through, I had a fear of the dark for seven years out of it to do this warfare. They can lock you down with lies and the fear of the dark from you. So when you deal with this, first of all, 
do you know, is it the house that's haunted? Or did you open up something that was haunted? Did you use a Ouija board? Something, you know, bring something home that was tainted that caused the haunting? Was it that initially caused it? And usually these type of items, they'll cause interference in a house right away. This isn't something you're going like, we move from house to house to house and we don't know what happens. It just keeps happening or nightmares and stuff. That, that in itself could be generational haunting. So several different types here. What do you do? So your child comes to you and goes, Mommy, there's some guy in my bedroom. Of course, it's going to freak you out. My God, is there an intruder? You go in there and you walk in the bedroom and he's there. And the also point comes out of the closet. Let the child sleep with you at night just to calm them down okay? and just pray over them quietly. Sorry, Jesus Christ, I bind forbid you from talking to my children, manifesting for my children, command you to leave now. But don't do it in a way that the child hears you, sees you, because you don't want to freak out the kid, right? We want to get them out of this, right? Get them safe. Next thing they go to school, have a church friend come over, or somebody you trust, or maybe your husband, or your spouse, or whatever. Go into that bedroom. Bless the bedroom. and Bring anointing oil. And you get a... Um, Get it off the internet. A lot of times, large Catholic churches, you have like, I would sell them in their gift shops if you have large Catholic churches like that. Sometimes I'll buy them there because it's the best place to buy them. Church bookstores have closed down thanks to Amazon. It's hard to go to a bookstore and buy them. Or you can just get olive oil. Bless it. You know, hold the olive oil up. You know, I'm going to have to use my diet. I'm going to bless my Dr. Pepper right now. Here we go. This is my bottle of um, olive oil. Jesus, I thank you. Giving us this authority. I love you and I thank you, Jesus. And just as I prepare for battle, please come and bless olive oil so I can anoint with it. This word uses to do battle to go before us, and we'll use this sign of our faith, authority as we drive out the spirit. Jesus bless this olive oil. In your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Right? It's no nothing canned, it's just, you know, it's, Jesus will do it. Because we're children of God, right? He'll do it. We ask of him, especially if we're acting out and battling in our kingdom authority, which is what we're doing. Cool. So now you have the olive oil, right? A lot of times I'll put it in like a little tiny bowl or something. Just something I dip my hands. It gets messy. Just go into the closet. Say, the authority of Jesus Christ, I command you to go in Jesus' name. Step outside the closet. And I do it to the threshold. Remember in Exodus when they bring Passover, took the, the hyssop and the, the and did it on the doors, like you swipe the doors. You do this on the camera. I bless this side in Jesus' name and put the olive oil in that. I bless this side. Swipe the door jam with your fingers and above the top, do the cross on the top threshold. Of the door. Now bind this doorway to be closed and not to be a portal in the authority of Jesus Christ. Only the light of Jesus Christ may enter through this door and darkness. I bind you and I shut you down to never come through this again. Now, what you need to do in that child's bedroom is go do the windows like that, too. Same thing. Tops across, sides like Passover, swipe it, you know, oil on the sides, mark the, mark the door frames. Same thing. Uh, in this window, I bind darkness from coming through and I allow the light of Jesus Christ to come in. I expel any unclean spirits and rebellion against God from this room. I command you to leave and never return in Jesus' name. They turn on radios, they knock stuff off, pick the item up and say, I bind you from touching my stuff. Not allowed. You're not welcome here. And I command you to go in Jesus' name, the authority of Jesus Christ. Don't be afraid of what's there because they're going to try to scare you out of your authority. 
they are scared. If you see something, they do activity like that right away, means you threw a punch and you got them right in the nose, okay? It's a fight. It's a warfare fight. And you don't go into it blindly. I want you to know this. You want something out of your house, leave your children alone. Mama Bear's got to get mad. Mama Bear's got to drive off this thing that's attacking your cubs. You have to engage it. This is a unseen, bodiless spirit is in violation to God, rebellion to God. Such a violation is not allowed. So, how is that? Because Jesus has authority not to live. Where you do have authority over Jesus' name. So what do you do if you're in a haunting and a spirit temporarily possesses a family member? I've seen this happen too when I did things and the people. Spirits that go through the person they are attached to and manifest. This isn't typically a demonic possession. We call it demonic oppression where it can speak to the person deep inside them and it's because the person's slightly compromised. They can they can use this person. It doesn't mean it's a possession, it just means it's a the person's levitating, you've gotten to the point of possession, all right? That is a demonic possession. The person crawls up the wall, that's possession. The person just sitting there, staring back at you, and fading in and out, and snarling at you, and that's a demonic oppression. What do you do with that? Take the holy oil, that we be blessed, and drop on the forehead, and the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Find you, demonic spirit, and I command you to leave in the authority of Jesus Christ. Spell you in Jesus' name. It's going to take some time, especially if you're new to this. Don't get frustrated. Make several sessions. You know, If it's associated with the house, you're trying to do, expel it, and it's so, you know, there's attachments to the house, I recommend you get a prayer team. You take that person where it manifests through, outside of the house, and do the deliverance ministry in a church and expel it. Once that demon is expelled, let that person stay at the church while none of the street team goes back, possibly one of the family members who are not affected, to assist in driving out the spirits out of the house. Spell them in that manner. It's name. So that's how you drive them out of the house. And that's how you deal with a person that's possibly oppressed or possessed, right? You want to do the battle outside of the house where that thing can't call the spirits. That's the thing, too. I bind the witchcraft and I forbid the spirits that that's going on. You just shut down whatever they're doing. There's victories here, right? It's, if it's just a basic haunting, you moved into it, so you can kick these things out. And also look for, uh, you bless the house, look for objects that are in violation of God. Witchcraft books, vampire books. You know, you have to live clean for a while, super clean, righteous. Once you go through this, it's, it's almost like, you know, if people have like peanut allergies, they're going to eat peanuts, right? The same thing, you're going to do this allergy where you can't, you have to separate certain things from your lives to live your lifestyle basic thing to do is just keep going deeper and deeper Jesus Christ, like I explained it. It was um, episode 46 on prayer life, spiritual warfare. Look at that one. What do we do if we bring home a defiled object? And the defiled object is shadows and other things. You're going to need to do prayer ministry, get some friends over that, and find spirit to the object and repent and renounce for bringing the object into your house. Let's go take it outside or something, right? Seeing the authority of Jesus Christ, or repent for bringing this into my house. Proceed to either burn it, if it's small enough to, or destroy it, and then burn it. And then collect the ashes, and then dump it in some running water, or something like that. Something like that. 
Lord Jesus Christ had dispersed this in Deuteronomy. Clean water will bring, you know, bring freedom from the Spirit and from our house, and we bind it in the house. If you're dealing with an object or something like that that is oppressing your house, just reach out to me. Any sorts of things, if you're going to reach out to me. We do get victories. It takes time. A lot of people think, um, you see in the Bible, they see Jesus cast out the demons, left right. Remember, Jesus was God incarnate. Those things left right away. They didn't, they knew he was. Like, oh, why did you come to, uh, to deal with us before our time? You're Jesus, right? They said that to him all the time. So those left right away. And we look in the book of Acts, I think it was 19. You see that Paul casted out Pythonic demon, which was a psychic medium, right? Not a demon out of that girl within the hour, it said. This was Paul, right? Paul was, they were walking some higher, high level, uh, you know, Holy Spirit anointings. It took him an hour. So if it takes a while or it takes several sessions to kick these things out, don't be frustrated. Just look at how they're weakening and look how they're responding. Just keep your prayer life. Don't become obsessed by the activity. You're not to record the activity. You're not to do EVPs. You're just to kick these things out. Don't do anything as an abomination of God. Just walk in Jesus. Walk in Jesus. Walk in your faith. And if you don't feel you're strong enough, this is a trial to build you up in strength with who he is. That's how it works. That's how I got to this stuff, right? I just didn't go, hey, Mike, I'm this stuff. No. Somehow I had to go get my uh, <laughs> basic green belt in spiritual martial arts, right? I had to go through that training. But the Holy Spirit put me through it. Now that I'm at a competitive level with these things, right? I'm at soldier level, um, Navy SEALs level, battles with these things. That's how I got raised up into it. I, which it did. Every battle gave me information and every shaped me trials to go deeper with Jesus. So again, don't get frustrated. I, if you're not hearing me properly, I'm saying go deeper with Jesus right now. If you're stuck, go deeper with Jesus, go deeper with Jesus. Try fasting. Fasting helps. And just go to him and Lord, fight your battle. But there are ways to fight this, and the paranormal is never the way. Remember, you bring psychics on the scene, they bring more demons into the house. And this has happened several times. With uh, Demonology Today radio show, and they're a deal. Uh, they were actually doing a case years ago, cleansed a house, and then the, psychic, the Satan sent a psychic about a week later saying, I think there's still spirits here. The psychic came and filled the house up again. And if you're ready to come back, things on the house and drive down. So, like I said, I've, I've experienced these high-level hauntings. I've worked with people high-level hauntings. And speaking of that, too, you know, just we're deeply connected. I remember when I was working with Demonology Today, and I mentioned uh, a show with Ken and also a fair deal wife. Our producer was Deborah Johnson, was the woman who was in the Conjuring 3 movie. Right? That was her story. She was dealing with generational hauntings afterwards, too. She had a very violent story. I haven't seen the film. It cost too much to rent. can't rent it yet. So I haven't seen it. I wish I did because I knew Deborah. She was an amazing woman. She was actually on my intercessor prayer team when we dealt with the cult. She's passed away about a year ago. Answer sadly. You know, I remember when I was about to do one radio show, doing some stuff on, on demonology, and Deborah texts us and saying, uh, you won't believe this because she was doing some... Generational hauntings from after what she went through from the right now and then those things would stop by and do, by shooting to her. Because I just pulled into my home 
driveway and there's like these hands with no body trying to wash my car. <laughs> and she goes, it was freaky. And she goes, I commanded it to leave. So we've experienced this stuff. We've seen it. And it's just not information. There's no books out there. Go for a book on Christian haunt. It don't exist, all right? So if it's something we can glean to you and help you with, you know, just help get out there and reach out to us and, and we can help you. In the meantime, I think that's enough right now to load you up. Let's see what we got. What else we got here, Mac? Let's do some closing thoughts here. Christians have the authority to exercise souls, homes, and objects. Christian too, that's you. You are the 70 disciples. Only church do this stuff about hey you know there's <laughs> there's the Capilla apostles and the little apostles and all that stuff end up the Capilla apostles that that's bunk it's malarkey don't go with that especially if you're in a haunting get rid of those people um, my suggestions to you if you already have the empowered by the Holy Spirit the gift of tongues they hate tongues the demons hate tongues did one in an exorcism one time and got in the face of a man that was possessed and started you know pointing to tongues and praying, and this thing just like snarled. I hate that crap. Why do you keep doing it to my face? <laughs> you know? I know it. It tormented them. And people, you know, I heard people go, oh, tongues, and you know, shouldn't do that because demons use tongues. They have their own tongues. It's a demonic tongues. We're talking about the empowerment of the Holy Spirit tongues, which has power. Yeah, so go Pentecostal on them. And a lot of times, too, I've been in the churches where we did tongues, and we're casting out demons, and the pastor come over and go, you know, I need to ask you to leave because your tongues isn't being interpreted during warfare. You're going, are you kidding me? <laughs> These are um, people here who are all church members. These aren't new members, you know. They understand the, the gifts and power of the Holy Spirit, and you're asking us to shut this down because our tongues aren't being interpreted during warfare. That's another church to walk out of. Hey, I'm sorry. They're not walking the power of the Holy Spirit, and they don't get it, so don't waste your time there. And so, again, paranormal investigators don't have the authority and power because they have no clue what they're up against. They have their own little books they wrote by, you know, by pagans and stuff like that, which are extremely wrong. They understand demonology. You find a lot of churches, too, don't understand Christian demonology. I wrote a book, Cosmology and Demonology, in Genesis 1 through 11. It explains a lot of this to get you an understanding of what's going on. I suggest you go out and get that book. I also suggest you go out and get... My book, A Field Guide to Spiritual Warfare, which deals with hauntings and how they help you. And do house blessings. I walk through the house blessings in that book. Amazing, powerful. I wrote that book 2010. And I still have it stockpiled. As people come to me for ministry help, I give them that book. And the light bulb goes on. They go, oh my gosh, it's right here. Like, yep, that's how you do it. Get rid of these little guys. They don't belong in your house. You know, if they're not going to pay rent, kick them out. That's what I always say. So I'm going to do a spiritual exercise here for you guys. And if you have a haunting or something you, know, you have one of those little closets where you think a, a spirit's coming through let's do something right now so i'm going to do something it's called christian prayer posture spiritual authority gosh mike what is christian prayer posture we have two forms we have an authoritative prayer posture where we are commanding the spirit to lead in jesus name there's petition prayer posture is what you're probably already doing in battle Dear Jesus, help me with this battle. Help drive out these spirits. You know, expel them from my house. Just restore it and give me freedom and give me peace. That's all I ask for. You know, you're going these, these um, prayers right now. That's a petitioning prayer. We're doing authoritative prayer. Authoritative prayer is you're, you're in that closet or you're standing from the closet where that spirit manifests in front of your children. In the authority of Jesus Christ, I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. 
and I command you to leave and never return. I expel you. Go where the Holy Spirit tells you to go in Jesus' name and leave now. You see that one? That was like, you're like the sheriff in town. It's authoritative. You hear a growl or a sound? Don't do like Zach Biggins. Did you just growl? Oh my God, it growled. Did you hear a growl? If you hear a growl, it's, it's, it's trying to manifest. I bind you in Jesus' name. I bind you to shut up, not be here. Again, I expel you and I command you to leave. You're not welcome here. In the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus, I ask you to come and fill this room. Holy Spirit, come fill this room. Fill this room, please, as we expel these spirits in Jesus' mighty name. Okay, does that make sense? We're not in bed whimpering, Jesus. If, if you don't know what to pray to, this was interesting. Early on, I didn't know spiritual warfare. Okay. Um, I didn't know spiritual warfare authority me, so I went to Matthew 6. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Just go through that prayer. Jesus' name, right? And um, go through Matthew 6 and do it, and do it authoritatively. Repeat it. Speak it, you know. Our Father, Father in heaven, Jesus, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your Father. Thank you for doing the will of your Father. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth that is in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. On earth that is in heaven. Bring heaven down now, and we command you to go in Jesus' name. Father works. This, like I said, I was sitting in a church and those things were attacking me. It was quietly attacking me in the mind. I was breaking out these weird balmy sweats and I went through the Our Father because I didn't know anything else. It was back in my Catholic raising, Pentecostal minister now. And I just went through that. And the thing broke. It broke. It was amazing. So, remember, when the disciples asked Jesus, how should we pray? That was one of the things he said, use our Father. But again, that's a petitioning prayer form of it. You can weaponize it, use it with authority like I should. Little puppies up drinking now. A little in the background. Okay, so in closing, announcements. I will be returning to the Hoover Prophetic Evangelism Ministry field with Cindy McGill in 2023. If you don't know her, she's on the list. Um, I need your help to get there. I only have some of the funds I need to get there. We're going to dark places and we do prophetic evangelism. Going to an area of sex trafficking. Pulling out people. We're very successful in what we do. We have to go covertly and do it. Again, um, if you'd like to donate to this cause, I'm short. I need so many money. So we're going early in 2023, you can send a donation. I'm a 501c3. I'm 16 Ministries, 501c3. You can send a PayPal donation to m16ministries at gmail.com. Appreciate it. So we're dealing a lot with the recession right now, so our donations are way below. Are you operated full-time as a Christian counseling minister, and now that people can't afford their food, they surely couldn't afford their counseling. So, actually going back to work to look for jobs, but I'm not shutting down the ministry at all. Just keeping this ministry up and alive. I've been through these before. I've been through sessions for 2009 and so on, and I bounced back, so don't think Mike's shutting down. I'm not. I'm still running full force. It just means I'm running on provision from Jesus Christ, and people are going to be senders like you to help us out. Another way you can help us out too, but I think I'm more helping you guys out, is get the books. Field Guide to Spiritual Warfare, which covers the hauntings and basic deliverance from oppression. There's the Advanced Field Guide, which covers more advanced hauntings, more advanced topics, and battling the spiritual realms and the occult. 
And then there's the book Cosmology and Demonology in Genesis 1 through 11. It's the one I just wrote back uh, nearly a year ago. Actually, it was last spring. Um, if you want to find these books, you can find them at www.afieldguidetospiritualwarfare.com. Look at the slides. It's there. Put it on the show notes, too, at afieldguidetospiritualwarfare.blogspot.com. Look for episode 47. And these show notes will be here. And I'll also post the um, episode a while back I did where I confronted the, the false Catholic priest on uh, saying it was okay to ghost hunt. It's not. So that might be information for you guys, too, because going to Deuteronomy and all this other stuff on it's an abomination. If you're building up ammo and information on how to battle hauntings, which is why you probably, you probably tuned in here, that is a good source. And you can leave questions and comments on fieldguidespiritualwarfare.blogspot.com. There is a Field Guide to Spiritual Warfare Facebook page. It's a good place to leave comments. If you need to reach out to me, you can message me there. God bless you guys. And there's also m16ministries.com. Excuse me. M16 Ministries um, Facebook page is a good place to uh, help. I recommend a Field Guide Spiritual Warfare sites, the blogspot.com and the Facebook page to leave comments or request help. God bless you guys. I love you. And until next time, I hope this helps. And send questions and I'll dig down more. God bless. Amen.